0: Hi, right, my friends, welcome to today's episode of Take Catholic. I'm so glad that you have found us, and I hope you're having a great day. Catherine Whitaker and I recorded this show at her house in Austin towards the beginning of the year, and we're happy to be sharing with it sharing it with you Today, uh, we have a good conversation about her recent trip to Italy with her family. Um, And we, we, you know, that might be a little teaser for our trip to Rome here this June. We hope you can join us for that. Uh, We also test her medal at our freestyle preaching game, which uh, with some surprising results. Uh, And then we also talk about uh, some conspiracy theories and the touring test in our final segment of the day. Uh, And if you don't know what the touring test is, you'll learn about it. And hopefully, you imply something to your life that's a uh, little bit to do about people being angry on the internet which is something we talked about last week with allison as well so uh, this is the sister episode to last week's episode um and you know with two sisters with katherine and allison we hope that you enjoyed today's episode if you do please hit subscribe wherever you are listening or if you're watching over on youtube uh, and enjoy today's show The like, I am Taylor Joel. That is Catherine Whitaker. We are live from the capital of Texas in Catherine Whitaker's house. We are in Austin and I'm here at your house. In the playroom. In the playroom. <laughs> your kids have artwork. I met, a lo- I met a lot of your kids today. Four, four sixths. Yeah. No, well, okay. So I think two, I've two met thirds. them all now because I met the older ones at like youth ministry stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now you've met everyone. I think I've met everybody now.
0: It takes a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was what was funny is like when I got here. Like t- the two younger kids that are here today were like excited that there was like somebody that's not living in this house here, yes. But then the others just like randomly sh- that your daughters didn't care at all, like, no, they, they, they just they, strolled they, in. Like, <laughs> I-, I thought there was like, oh, Catherine, like, I didn't expect there to be any kids here, I don't know why
1: I thought that <laughs> they're not back in school yet,
0: yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, then fine. There's two kids here, and then a third, I was like, then a the third one pops up, and then a fourth one who looks very much like the third and I was like wait I think you're you look a little have different we met? <laughs> It's very silly. Yeah. but i no, I got a bunch of kids. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. This is fun. I, I was, know. I was thinking about it. I was like we have done live shows. Or you no, know, it's always live to tape. Like we're just you know recording it and then I send it out later, right? But we've done recordings at uh, focuses conferences. I've done one at Not Father Anthony's house, but Nick Sharapa's house, his brother's house. Father Anthony and I and Nick recorded a show together. I've done a recording. I don't think I did one at John's house. Maybe I did. I've done it at Liv's. And I think that's it. Everything else, like, I like being in control and I got my house and, like, I know everything's going to work. And here I'm like, I don't know, maybe people will hear this. You know I hope our mics and the camera
1: and everything's working. Hope it all works out.
0: Um... But we're here at your house. This is my first time ever being at your house. I came here to get you set up. Hey,
1: I'm impressed that you came to Austin and came to see me first trip over. Because that's not my MO. Uh, It's
0: not. (laughs) It's not. You beat me to it. I was going to be like, hey, I came to Austin and uh, I let you know. (laughs) And we planned it. And I came to your house. Yeah. So, uh, but I have been to Austin before. And not called me. And not told you. And awkwardly enough, sometimes I found you. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yes. Hey, I didn't know you were going to be here. (laughs) So, uh, you have, it's funny. I was like, you... I always mess with you like, oh, you always come to a cause station and you never tell me that you're coming, you never want to say hi to me, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, I thought about it, driving up here, It's like I've definitely been to Austin a few times without so telling you.
1: <laughs> so You just didn't post it on social media. I'm That's why Yeah. <laughs>
0: So now I'm no longer posting, but I can't, but like
1: when we're in College Station, I have to post. So you'll right. always know, Yeah, I'll wrap myself out.
0: Um, so I, I do have, uh, you have a lovely home. Your, your kids were lovely, you, you fed me lunch. We, we had a good time. We, we got set up. We went, I saw your city, we went to Best Buy. Uh, you were my, I started, I mapped, I mapped it and you were like, oh no, no, no. no. Uh, I'm gonna tell you how. And you did a great job on the way there.
1: Terrible on the way, way back.
0: To be fair, like you were telling me some pretty heartfelt stories, but I
1: was also like... I was like, Taylor knows where he's going. And you're like, like, "Uh, this is a different way back. I was like, I've never (laughs)
0: seen any of this stuff. So we got the way back. It took us a little bit longer. But I have two questions about your lovely home.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, one is about your van. I thought you were going to ask about the toilet situation. No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm only going to embarrass you a little bit. Not a lot. Um, uh,
0: I have one question about your van and one question about your house. This was all within the first 20 seconds of me being here. Everything else has been incredibly lovely. You've been incredibly gracious. Your kids were nice. They, we kicked them out of the house, which is funny because usually I send mine to like the back room and like put a gag order on them. Like will make mine leave. Um, well, they're older. They can do that. <laughs> I'm not going to send my like. <laughs> five-year-old. Yeah, have
1: fun I'm, at CVS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: drive your sister, you know. <laughs> um, but I've was, I was, I was, I seen your mom van before. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think I've even made fun of you before. Yes. But I've, I've, you have to explain the ninety-seven stickers on the back of the. Bag. Oh,
1: okay, yes. What? Is,
0: first of all, were those there? A year or two ago whenever I first saw your van because I would have definitely made fun of you for this then secondly wh- wh- what's going on there's so many stickers on the back of your van.
1: so we definitely had stickers when okay. you saw us just maybe not that many okay. so we go to national parks every summer so if you get a national park sticker every national park has a four letter abbreviation so like big bend in Texas is b-i-b-e of so for big bend um yellowstone is yell and so we have all those on the back of our van, all the ones that we visited as a family. So we often get asked, like, are those marathon stickers? I was like, no, those are not marathons. That's
0: why I was confused. I was like, <laughs> not how a, many not marathons or half marathons have these people done? Because I've never seen any of them move like
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely national park stickers. Okay. So yeah. Okay.
0: That, that makes sense with, yeah. with your family. Okay. I, I can get behind that. I do think it's a little excessive. <laughs>
1: i think maybe we've only been gonna, to a third we've only been to a third of the national parks too many i've been to one <laughs> maybe we've been to 22 i think 22 to 23 that's a lot it is a lot what do you do <laughs> my husband makes me hike t- 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 taylor like he makes me like oh you said hike hike yeah
0: i heard hi <laughs> it's like oh that's how it's fun that
1: <laughs> it makes sense <laughs> hike H-I-K-E-I. h-i-k-e yeah hike he makes me hike i got gotcha. you I don't love it, but I love him. And he loves how to hike. close
0: to a marathon do you get hiking over the course of the time? Well, that
1: Okay. So when we went to um, Arches, which is in Utah, I thought we were gonna hike to Delicate Arch. So that's the arch that's on their license plate. It's like Idaho's known for this. So I mean you, sorry, delicate. not Idaho, <laughs> Utah is known for this. So I thought, well, we'll just hike up to the delicate arch. Well, we got about a third of the way there. And I'm like, this feels like a hard hike. And then you look on the sheet and it says extreme hiking. Mm. Like it was the most difficult hike at the park. I'm like, how did I sign up for this? Extreme
0: well, and delicate all
1: at the same time. It's <laughs> delicate is a, a false advertising. Right. Let that's, me
0: just. that's how they get you into the state parks. Like this will be fun and easy. Uh, my second question about your house. How old is your youngest child? Eight. You have a sticker on your window for your door (laughs) that says, knock, please. The baby might be sleeping. (laughs) And I was doing math in my head. It's like, I don't think she has a baby.
1: Why do you have a sticker on your door? (laughs) Because I hate it when people ring the doorbell. Oh, so you lie. Well, I wasn't lying when the <laughs> sticker was put on there. You know what? Scott has asked me that before. He's like, do you think we should take the sticker off? I was like, no, we'll no. just leave it on. You're,
0: so you're like those people. Uh, one of the best signs I ever saw on a car, speaking of stickers on a car, was, um, you know, the like the ones that say like honk baby yeah, on yeah, board? Yeah, um, I saw one that said, um, I don't know, it doesn't say honk. It says like drive safe baby on board. I think that's what it says. Yeah. Something like that, right? Uh, this one said, drive safe adults on board. We want to live too. <laughs> So that's essentially what you're doing with your sticker. So like yeah. that sticker hasn't been true in like six years, five well, and a half years.
1: Technically, she is still the baby. She's just no longer napping. This is kind of
0: the BS I thought you were going to post <laughs> about this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, she napped until kindergarten. So for five years, that was accurate. I was. It's only been in the last three that I maybe it's false really advertising.
0: Hope, I'm, I'm, I am glad I'm not the only person that's pointed it out. Like, I'm glad your husband has brought it up. I was really hoping you'd be like, yeah, we hadn't thought about that in like five years. We don't pay attention to stickers on our
1: door. We,
0: we're not knocking.
1: You know? it's, well, yeah, like I never walk in the front door. <laughs> right. I don't need to ring right. my own doorbell.
0: Yeah. It was just so funny. Like within the first 20 seconds, I was like,
1: what is going on at this <laughs> Well, place? also, sometimes I'm napping and I don't want someone the ringing. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> the, the baby. Mo- yeah. The mom is napping. Don't ring the doorbell. That's very funny. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so you, we accidentally got to talking about you traveling and going to national parks. Yes. Uh, you recently went to uh, a different nation and got to experience all of what they have to offer. Yeah. You went to? Italy. Oh, I've heard of that place.
1: Have you been there? I haven't, but I'm going but to. You're get, yeah, but you're getting ready to go. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it was amazing. I mean, we have been planning this trip. So in my newsletter, either that I Since just Since your out,
0: youngest was a baby.
1: <laughs> no, before she was even born. Um, I was pregnant with kid number four. And we had this credit card that, like, you know, you accumulate points and you can cash them in for whatever. And we jokingly said one day, oh, that'd be fun. if like we took everyone to Italy because we went in 2000 and 2002 and 2003, like with our kids that are in our youth group. So we were like the chaperones. It was like the quick and dirty. Oh, so you had been before. <clears throat> this was our seventh time, Scott and I. Hmm. But we've always been with teenagers. When you also. said that
0: this was your dream trip, I just assumed you hadn't been before, and not that it was your seventh well, time.
1: <laughs> but we always went with high school kids. Like we would always go with the, like our youth group, and it was like we would stay in like not brothels, but like a you know like a what do they call this?
0: I love how you just said not brothels. I'm like that's <laughs> not. I, I didn't. I don't think anybody assumed that's where a you hostel. Were.
1: That's what a <laughs> brothel. Just want to let you know, not been to a brothel. Wow, what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> no, it's a hostel. So it was. It was basically like you know, dorm rooms, like not fancy at all. And not that ours was fancy, but um, very like, this was back in 2000, right? Like during the Jubilee year. And, um, and we loved it so much that we said someday we want to take our kids. So we had this credit card and we started, you know, collecting points. And every time we'd like get ready to cash them in for like a trip somewhere, we'd say, we should, we should save these. Well, you'd have another kid. You'd right. Yeah. We kept, We're <laughs> like, well, we had enough and now we had another baby. Um, and we also knew that our oldest was graduating college in May and our youngest was eight, not still a baby, but not so little that she couldn't travel. So we felt like the window was here, like someday had finally arrived. And so we cashed in all the points and got on an airplane, a lot of airplanes, many of which were canceled or delayed, but oh. we somehow made it to Italy theme
0: over the last few weeks. Oh my God, just,
1: honestly, I didn't think we were going to make it, but, um, Scott and one of my kids flew through Madrid and I took everyone else through London, but we all ended up in Rome and it was pretty spectacular. That's a,
0: it's kind of weird to be like, ah, we'll meet you there.
1: Yeah. Let me tell you, when we split ways in Dallas, I was like, hope we see oh, you in Rome.
0: It was, da- I, I was following along like on, on, instagram but you would post like 87 stories a day so i'd watch like a third of them you know <laughs> so i picked up that y'all had split at some i just assumed the split was like somewhere in like london or something you know, like like y'all split up here you're like yeah we might make it we, might we almost <laughs>
1: split up in austin but then they canceled the flight so they got us all to dallas and then our gates were right next to each other and we board our delayed flight and scott's like hope we hope we see you there <laughs> that's funny yeah, oh yeah. Was real fun. I was laughing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah. But uh but no, we made it and got to show the kids so many places that Scott and I that were like life changers for us. And uh so we spent some time in Assisi and then we came to Rome you're and then
0: probably could have shown them where they were conceived. <laughs>
1: We won't, I won't. Seven trips, <laughs> six kids, I mean. <laughs> there was one. David, I won't tell you which one because he'll be mortified. Oh, oh, he'll, got it, got it. <laughs> Narrows it down. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then we, uh, then we took like the bullet train or the fast train up to Florence for the day to go see David and just to see the Duomo and just everything in Florence. Like the statue? Michelangelo's David. I, I was like, but well, who's David? I was like, wait, she's talking wait, about a statue. Like, is he a friend or a statue? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go
0: see David. That's not typically and something I'll, non-human. <laughs> Any good gelato. Yeah. So
1: yeah, so it was we spent slept in a CC, slept in Rome, and then took trains everywhere Nobody. else. No no brothels. no brothels, no hostels. We actually stayed in Airbnbs. Nice. So it was great because we had a kitchen and we could cook some food if we wanted to. Um, if you wanted. You're in Italy. Why would you cook?
0: Your, well, we, I mean, I ate your lunch today. It was very, very good. But I mean, I don't know if your cooking equals we, Italy. <laughs> we
1: had to cook on Christmas Eve. So it, interestingly, so Italy shuts down on Christmas Eve because all the families do Christmas Eve. On Christmas Day, curiously, so many places were open, which, I, which is the exact opposite of right. the States. But um, but here's may, this is maybe one of my favorite things that happened to us when we were in Italy. And of course you would never have experienced it before because we didn't have all of our kids with us. But we would walk into like a place to go get hot chocolate or we would go somewhere to get a coffee or we would sit down to eat lunch. And they would all say tutti, like all your children. And I would say yes. And instead of what they would do in the States of like roll their eyes or like people would count us, nobody did that there, they, we got, Free hot chocolates, people were bringing oh, wow. us limoncello shots. Yeah. Like they were, And they kept saying like, what a beautiful family. I had so many women come, oh, you're such a strong woman. Like They were so <laughs> in awe and complimentary of big families that I felt like that we were revered over there as opposed to shamed in the States. Cool. And even my kids said, well, mom, they actually really like big families over here. Yeah. And um, we have two good friends who are Roman. They have three boys. And they said, it's very uncommon extremely uncommon to see this many children belonging to the same mom and dad in Italy. And so it was so nice to not be shamed. Like it was lovely. That's and awesome. I would expect that in Italy anyway, but but it was, but to, it be was <laughs> <laughs> to be loved. I mean, it was nice to be loved in a place that loves Catholicism, but I guess I just wasn't expecting it to happen so often. And it happened every day. It was awesome. That's fun. It was fun. So that was a cool.
0: Well, I'm not bringing my kids and I'm very much <laughs> looking forward to that trip. You should I, be. I also think my my major takeaway from the story is like, I think y'all got gypped on the credit card points. I feel like it shouldn't have taken this long to rack up that many points. I feel like I all have like the worst point card you could have fit.
1: Well, I think we just. <laughs> After 27 <laughs> years, we have enough points. <laughs> credit card companies don't want big families to fly, I guess. Mm. That's true. It's a lot of a lot of points to fly over the sea. So other crazy. than, I mean,
0: what's really funny is like, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear about Italy and I'm looking forward to my trip to Italy. And all you've told me so far is like, don't go to brothels. <laughs> and if you want free hot chocolate, bring your kids. And I'm not <laughs> going to do either of those things. Was there anything else enjoyable about your trip to Italy? <laughs> it was,
1: well, I mean, of course the food is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I ate. Especially Christmas Eve. <laughs> Especially Christmas Eve. Actually, Scott was good. Oh, but the, well, we went to a market, like an open like all the fresh pasta, so we got fresh pasta there. Like where and stole from,
0: that's what pasta is. yes.
1: <laughs> exactly, <Yeah. laughs> but fancier. But also not, like the butcher was cutting up the rack of lamb as we were looking at it. Like it was... It was like, um, I don't even know how to describe it. like a like a farmer's market on steroids, I guess, because it was all fresh food. So you could get, we got fresh buffalo cheese, which was amazing. So it was fun to shop there because it wasn't like going to like Costco or HEV in Texas. So it was really fresh and amazing. And they loved that we were from Texas. They kept saying, where are you from? And we wouldn't even say the States. We would just say Texas. Oh, we love Texas. So that was fun. But yes, the food was beautiful. and um, And of course, I mean, we probably visited 20, Five churches?
0: There you go. You got your Catholicism. I was wondering um, uh, how long it's going to no, take.
1: I no, mean, <laughs> did all did of that. We, w- we did the Scavi Tour, which is the excavations of where um, we believe St. Peter is buried, mm. which is directly below the altar mm-hmm. in St. Peter's. That's cool. That is maybe, I mean, if you're going to go to Italy, I would think that that's the first thing that you would put on your agenda and start planning for because it takes that long to get tickets. But um, yeah, I heard it's pretty rare. Very. Yeah. And um, And then we had Christmas Eve Mass with the Pope. Um, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's a pretty cool, pretty oh, cool oh,
0: Just like David, you know, down the road.
1: Pope Francis, and then our fifth kid shook Pope Francis's hand at the audience, so that wasn't nothing.
0: Was uh fifth kid <clears throat> Luke? Luke was he your favorite kid before that, and is he your favorite kid after that?
1: Well, we, everyone kept asking him, "Have you washed your hand Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's can't. like, no, it has nothing to do with Honestly, the Honestly, yeah, I'm
0: just a just small boy.
1: <laughs> he's just a mess. I mean, it. The audience that day was smaller. It was the indoor audience. Usually in the wintertime, they bring them inside the Pope Paul the Sixth Hall. So we knew to get on the, where the barricade near where the aisle was. And we just like, shoved him to the go stand there you're cute and you're small like go stand there and uh and we were competing with a baby across the and we're like oh he's not gonna do it he's gonna kiss the baby which he did but Luke had two very vocal Colombian soccer players mm. next to him who kept yelling the Pope's name and so when Pope Francis turned to the left um, he beat lines straight for Luke that's awesome it was awesome that's really cool and I was like smiling slash crying and my kids are making fun of me because I was crying, but it was a really beautiful moment. And um, yeah, it was awesome. All of it. All of it was awesome, but maybe just seeing Italy through my kids' eyes. Mm. Um, I have a video, actually, of the first time that the big ones walked into St. Peter's for the first time.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I cry every time I see it. Really? <laughs> yeah, okay. I do.
0: Well, watch it right now. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Not well, going to do that. I'm very much looking forward to going. Um, we're going June... 17th to 27th or 19th to 29th. I don't know.
1: You'll be there for the feast of Corpus Christi. Sure. Yes.
0: So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> for dot com slash travel. Uh, you can find out how you can come to Rome with us. To uh, It's just really funny because talk, I talked to Father Anthony about his time in Italy and it was all about the Catholic stuff and you're like, Gelata. We uh, Listen,
1: I had kids with me. Okay. Like I would love yeah. to sit in a church and be like, Jesus is amazing, but I got kids to feed. Okay.
0: So well, you, you got to say, we're going to see the Pope. Um, you didn't stay in brothels. We're not going to stay in brothels. You went to churches. We're going to go to churches. You ate good food. We're going to eat good food. Um, yeah. We're going to stay in like four or five star hotels, not brothels. So.
1: Well, uh, you're definitely a step ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, You're,
0: you're going to love it. You really are. Yeah. Well,
1: good. I, I, uh,
0: this whole time, I thought this was your first time and you're like, nope. I think that's why it's like not as special to you. You're like, yeah, whatever.
1: It's no, it's, it was, <laughs> it was uh, there was one moment we were kneeling and praying up the holy steps mm-hmm. and I had all the kids with me and I just remember thinking um, how, like what a really powerful, beautiful moment it was to be praying on these steps where Jesus, we believe, walked up to meet Pontius Pilate and to do that with my children on these holy steps surrounded by such beautiful relics. I mean, it was really powerful and profound. So it's, it's
0: funny because the, the connection to father Anthony, because he's going on the trip, he's been to Italy. I talked to him about Italy. He's the only other person that I've talked to about, about it here on the show. Um, I think, I, I think we shared this story. Um, ironically, enough, there's a lot of connections here. The last time, one of the last times I did a live recording, not at my house was with father Anthony. When I went to Pittsburgh last summer and we went to, uh, there's a replica in downtown Pittsburgh. We were walking around all downtown Pittsburgh, hanging out, and there's a replica of the Holy Steps in this other church. And we walked in. There's like nobody really there, and uh, so he was like, "You want to do it?" And I was like, "I don't know, man. Like, I'm already sweaty. We've been walking around Pittsburgh, and so we both kind of look at like there's a there's some like side steps to go up. We just took the side step. We walked up the side steps. There are side steps. We yeah, didn't feel like uh, crawling it's, up. It's
1: it's uh... It's intense. I mean, you get to the top and you have felt every stare and humbling to think Jesus did. It was a lot harder for him. And, and then, you know, just following that, we go to Santa Croce, which is um, the church in Jerusalem, which is just down the street from the holy steps where, you know, the pillar where he was scourged that Thomas's bone from his finger, you know, the crown of thorns, like there's so many relics. And I'm also thinking, where are all the people? Like I know they're standing at Trevi all throwing their coins, but why is there no line here? But it's almost uh it's almost overwhelming, like it's intoxic as it's like spiritual intoxication. Like you get so much spirituality that you're like, I'm gonna need to come home and be in my real life for all that to sink in. Mm-hmm. Cause it's almost too much when you're there. Like you see it and you know that you're seeing it, you know that you're experiencing it, but it's not until you come home that you're like, did that happen? Yes, it did. Yeah. And and it's also. The the I think the lessons that God wants to teach you don't necessarily reveal themselves until you have space to really reflect upon it. I think He gives you a lot of grace while you're there and then slowly unpacks it when you get home. So it's awesome. I'm excited for you. Yeah, me too. Also Um, don't check a bag. That's my bet that's my best tip. Carry on, team carry on, telling you. Even if it's free. (laughs) Even if it's free.
0: That's that's what the that's what the other people I, I just you I just don't know how I'm going to be able to. I need like. You
1: can wash clothes in the sink.
0: I, I, <laughs> I need like three or four shirts a day, you know? You can do it. I'm actually mad at myself. I didn't bring a backup shirt for this. I, can, I, 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 always, rec- I always sweat when I record.
1: I can give you the name of the laundromat that we found in Rome. That's perfect. Yes, it's right next to Chiesa Nuvo, Nuova, which is where St. Philip Neri is buried. Obviously. <laughs> it's just major right there. there. Yeah, yeah, so. But if you can find Chiesa Nuova, you can find the laundromat. I and don't. they do it for you. You don't even have to do it. That's what I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> not me. My wife's not coming on the trip, so
0: I, I'll be going to <laughs> St. Philip Derry's laundromat. So, uh, If you want to come with us, uh, fortecatholic.com slash travel to find all, out all about it. Uh, we're going to have a, a blast. And, I mean, here's your options. Either come with us or, you know, save your credit card points for the next 38 <laughs> years while you have multiple children. Go on, Taylors. <laughs> go on, Taylors. <laughs> all right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. My friend Clarissa Christensen has a book that I would like to share with you. She's a uh, professional Catholic counselor, and she's the best. She wrote a book called Worthy that is a self-help book for Christians who are tired of the mediocre swipe right and swipe left style of dating who want to change their dating standard and create a bold, fearless life full of passion and purpose. It doesn't matter if you're a high school girl, which I know a lot of high school girls listen to this show, uh, someone's grandma or anywhere in between. Worthy is designed for you. And a vulnerable, vulnerable yet witty how-to guy, Clarissa takes you down her own path that led to a rock bottom of bad dates, low self-worth, and an unfulfilled life overrun by depression and anxiety. In these 13 easy-to-read chapters, you will learn how to identify and overcome the insecurities that are holding you back, establish a dating standard you love, grow a supportive friend tribe, dive deeper into your relationship with God, and live unapologetically. By the end... You'll learn who you are, what you want out of your life, and how to get it. So if you are a person that is dating, this date, this book is perfect for you. Or if you know somebody, uh maybe it's your cousin, your niece, your nephew, your aunt, somebody who is in that dating part of the life, share this book with them. Head to her website, igniteyourworth.com, to purchase your copy today. Or you can even request a signed copy. That's igniteyourworth.com. Link in the description. Welcome back to Fort Catholic. I'm Taylor Stroll, that's Katherine Whitaker. We are live in her house as we speak, and we're going to play a game Good. that um, (laughs) two co-hosts on this show have really liked. I really like it, because I'm really good at it. Uh, I usually like doing things I'm good at. Wow, okay. Your other two ladies on the show, though, um, it was rough at the beginning, but then they got better over time they hated it i think because we all like doing stuff that we're good at and it took them a little bit to kind of get to kind of get the flow of it or whatever right
1: but this feels like it's going to be painful
0: oh i think it'll i think it'll be great and i think you'll actually be pretty good (laughs) at it and i think you'll be better at it than than you think you will um the person you replaced john i think was
1: the best co-host at this game
0: um So I
1: don't need to be so good that you kick me off. Is that what you? Yeah, saying? yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: that's actually why he left. He was getting a little too good at this game. And I was like, He's we like, can't. We, there can only. There's only room for one of us. Um, Father Anthony, ironically enough, not very good at this game. He preaches every day. Doesn't quite get the feel of it. Allison hated it at first because she hates looking dumb, and she likes preparing her talks for like eighty-seven hours and having them all written out. So she hated this game. But she's gotten better at it. And I actually think this game has made her a better preacher. Period. But that's Uh, just me. You don't want
1: to... I mean, if someone's going to take credit for Allison getting better, it's going to be you. 100%.
0: I mean, obviously. (laughs) Um, Liv... uh, Liv's just so... She's either great at it or terrible. And there's no in between. (laughs) So uh, we're going to see where you're on this. And I think you'll actually be pretty good at it because of one, not only your history of speaking, but also your history in youth ministry. I think this is a youth ministry skill. The game that we're going to be playing is called Freestyle Preaching. Listeners know what this is. Essentially what we're going to do is we're going to take turns giving each other three words that we then have to incorporate (laughs) immediately into a real 60 second sermon, but we have to include the three words that the other host gave. Okay. So... For instance, for you, I might be like, "Hey, uh, you know, you have to include the word uh, chair, picture, and camera." And you'd say, "Taylor, you're just picking things out of the room, saying you love them." Yes, yes. that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> but I'll give you, I'll, 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 I'll try to give you some softballs and uh, and give you some words that, like, you know, you're familiar with. Um,
1: and, you can, and you can preach about anything. About
0: anything. That, so that that's the thing is it's it's completely open. About
1: the gospel or just anything.
0: Literally, any anything that like. You either have ever or could ever give a talk about at something. And the reason I bring up youth ministry is I think that most youth ministers do this on almost every talk that they give. Right. Because youth ministers notoriously don't prepare much, you know, so they just get up and they're like, Hey, I heard y'all talking about Fortnite earlier. And I heard you talking about dating problems. And I heard you talking about um, being confused about Mary. So guess what I talked about today? <laughs> Those three <laughs> things. I just got to extemporaneously talk about that. The okay. thing is that they try to do it for 20 minutes and it goes on a little bit too long. You know, if it's not prepared, it's not right as good as it could be. So right? you're condensing it. But we're condensing it to 60 seconds. And I actually okay. think you, we can give some pretty good sermons. And I think because you have kids, you've, you've worked with youth ministry stuff before, and you're a brilliant speaker. I think you'll actually be better at this. <laughs> Thanks than for think. really...
1: Pumping me up. Yeah, 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 Taylor, I appreciate
0: that. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to start since you've never played before. Okay. So what I need from you is I need three words. I'm going to write them down so that I don't forget. Okay. But I need three random words from you. It can be anything.
1: Okay. Uh, be real. Be real. Curtains. 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 Popcorn. Popcorn.
0: Okay. Here we go. What I got to Catherine's house earlier. Uh, we were talking about uh, social media and how it can kind of get in the way of real life. And we, we talked about Be Real, which is this new social media app, if you haven't heard about it. And I just hate it. I think it's really, really stupid. Uh, there's no instructions like when you first get on, but you have to post something to see other things. I, I think it is the most, it is called Be Real and let's let's be real for a second. How many times have you done a be real, said it wasn't good enough, and then done another one? You're not being real. You're being just as fake as you are on all other social media, right? But like, so what we need to do with our personal lives? We just need to like pull away the curtains, like we need to open up a little bit, like and actually be real. Like we're trying to use all these social medias to like show our real life. None of it's real. We just need to open it up um, and really be able to, to to see people's real lives. Like whenever we watch like. Uh, we come over to somebody's house, right. You can just, I can just sit here and just eat popcorn and watch you and your kids interact. And it's so much fun for me because I get to see how another family interacts. And like, I got to see something that was real today with you interacting with your family. Uh, but you know, these social media things. So like the, the, the final takeaway is that we just need to actually be real in our actual lives and not show up this false front on social media for other people.
1: Amen. Okay, you just got, I think you're just shaming me now. Now I'm like, okay, <laughs> should have chosen harder words. Now I'm like, it was okay. funny. That was really good, even, too. I, so I think
0: that's that for me, even as I was going through, I was like, that sounded more like a segment on the show, like me talking about social media or whatever. It didn't really sound like a ceremony. Like, what was my Jesus point? You know, like I didn't really make a Jesus point. So I yeah, think, okay, I I'll give you that. Better. I think it could have been better um i'm gonna give you some softballs i i think i even told you a couple of these right like what does everybody know you for dr, dr. Pepper, pepper okay texas <laughs> okay and i'll give you barbecue we'll, we'll 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 put you right in your wheelhouse so those are your three on your mark get set
1: you know, maybe the maybe my favorite thing that we did as a family, this has been several years ago, is we went on a barbecue pilgrimage. And so like on this pilgrimage, we had a chance to eat really good food, which highly recommend. But we also had the chance to do some really beautiful things for Jesus. So you're sitting there for your meal and you're eating your barbecue and you're drinking your Dr. Pepper, but then you get a chance to go pray Stations of the Cross at the Basilica down in San Juan Del Valley. Or you get the chance to go actually go to confession, which was helpful on a family trip. (laughs) So I think that sometimes we look at things that are ordinary in our lives. You know, this big 2000 mile trip around Texas, we had this big opportunity to do this ordinary thing, but we decided to make it something that was intentional. So I think when you look at your life, you have the opportunity to do something and really be intentional about it. No matter how ordinary you think it may be, Jesus can find a way into that. So I don't think it's uncommon to say that you don't always have to be in a church to find Jesus. You can actually mm-hmm. be eating a little bit of barbecue, too. Mm-hmm. All right, that was really helpful. That's three really Is that good. that real?
0: you we, really did a we, barbecue we, pilgrimage? Yes. That's a real thing?
1: It's in my Cancel book. everything. I'm doing this from now on. <laughs> it's in my book. We went to the top 50 barbecue joints in the state of Texas. It took us 10 months, and we went to all 50. So uh, I, I thought I, you knew this about me. No, so I, I get... So when you said barbecue pilgrimage,
0: I almost laughed because it sounds ridiculous. So why I, I can even get the like, go into all the barbecue places. But the fact that you said pilgrimage and you actually did like church stuff, is yeah.
1: incredible to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did the painted churches. We went down to South Texas. We you, What you don't realize that you did, and like even the listeners, like I, I've
0: maybe mentioned this like two or three times, my entire, like growing up, my second home, like the church where I felt home, was San Juan de Valle. Aww. And you mentioned that in your first ever, I told you you were gonna be good at this. You're That's like talking, our, at,
1: talking at my heartstrings. <clears throat> you're
0: talking about food and my whole church. Growing
1: up. That's one of our favorite places.
0: We So um, we would go on, my, my parish had gone on a mission trip there for every year for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. So I went as a teen. Um, I met some of like friends that I have talked about with you that are currently working at my parish. Father Will Rooney, I met him as a seminarian oh there, yeah, down there. I met Kevin Kaptrinsky down there. Uh, James Longoria. For, like, all these friends that we have in common, I met, well, James, I met at home. But the rest of them, I met at this mission trip. That's incredible. Yeah. You, like, you unknowingly talked about something that, like, means so much to me. So, I was like, oh, this is incredible. You're talking about food, pilgrimages? We, and- got,
1: we got up at 4 a.m. because Vera's is in, like, as far South Texas as you can get. To get there by 5 a.m. to get their barbacoa tacos, and then bring them back. And it was a time change weekend, so then we had to eat the barbacoa tacos. Time change, spring forward, and still observe the hour before 8 a.m. Mass.
0: Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I've, never, I've never thought about the the time change that early. That's funny.
1: Yeah, so that's what we did during Lent one year. That's awesome. It was it was awesome.
0: That sounds like a terrible Lent. Oh, we had to go eat barbecue <laughs> 50 times. Oh, boy, well, no, it us. was
1: one Friday when we had four barbecue joints left, so we had this. So we did the pilgrimage, but then Yeti gave you prizes for achieving certain, um, if you went to certain places, like certain challenges. So they had a top 10 brisket challenge. You had to go to these 10 places, and then you got the big open uh, cooler, which is what we really wanted. Well, we had four places left, and it was a Friday during Lent. So we drove to Houston, went to all four places, and ate like all the sides, the baked potatoes, (laughs) all the stuff, and put it in our Yeti coolers. Brought it back. Ate it for breakfast on Saturday morning.
0: Nice. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> I mean, you do what you have to do. Yeah. And we got the cooler. So it all worked out.
0: You're a better Catholic Let's just say It I was really hard.
1: <laughs> but then as they're loading up the baked potato, we're like, oh, don't put bacon on there. I mean, it was terrible.
0: It was hard. If it's real bacon, it's fine. Bacon bits are not bacon. You can totally eat bacon bits. On it, was bacon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, real yeah, bacon. It was real bacon. Yeah. Man, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I... I loved it. I think the only the only nitpick I have, which is incredible that I only have one. I think um because you were speaking extemporaneously, you used a buzzword. What was that? Intentional. You said it like three <laughs> times and it's like the buzzword in preaching. Now. I'm so sorry. So that okay. was, that no, was the only that part anymore. that I was like, nah, it could have been better. But everything else is incredible. Stop you're saying very, that word. You're very, very good at that. Okay, thank okay. you. I would like for you to give me three new words, please.
1: Ooh. Um Marvel curtains and popcorn were difficult. Socks. Socks. And swing. <laughs> <laughs> I, now I'm trying to be mean. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
0: all right. So when I arrived at your house today, there was one other little thing that I, that I nitpicked and it was at the bottom of your stairs. It says, what? Shoe parking. It says shoe parking. So I, I was very confused about why you would park your <laughs> shoes at the bottom of the stairs because to me it seems like a dangerous thing to put your shoes at the bottom of the stairs because I feel like uh, it, it would just be an incredible marvel for me to walk down the stairs and not step on a shoe and just go immediately into the wall right in front of me. Um, but, you know, I was like, I, I'm in your house. I want to I follow the rules. So I left my shoes down at on, on the side. Uh, so that's, I'm wearing my socks, the right in front of you, which this. is 100% why you just uh, brought that up. Um, but let's swing to a different topic, right? Because what, what I really, what that really made me think of was like, sometimes like you have to do the right thing. Because the right thing that you want is for kids not to be on their shoes upstairs. But sometimes the right thing can actually put people in peril. So I think it's actually good for us to reevaluate things in our lives, like, you know, baby signs on the front of our houses or like, you know, putting your, your shoes at the bottom of the floor and like relooking looking at these rules and be like, OK, how do we what do we really want out of this? How do we actually accomplish it? Because I think a lot of times we can put rules on ourselves and the Catholicism of like, oh, I need to do this thing. And if you don't do it, you feel guilty. And now you're feeling guilty about feeling guilty. And we just get to into this spiral. Um, so I think what, I, I think the lesson for, for me and the lesson for you is just like, let's just reevaluate the things that have just been sitting around in our, in our houses, in our lives, in our, in our hearts for so very long. And uh, just look at them again and be like, okay, what did we actually accomplish? And is this helping me do that? Did you say swing? I did. When? Let's swing over to a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real cheap way to use it. I'm not going to. I thought. I, 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 I that was, was hard. I'm sorry. I, I was. I was um, <laughs> Swing. I, I chuckled at the way that I used it. But I, I was real happy when you said Marvel because I knew you meant the comic books, but I really wanted to use it a non-comic book way. So I think it would be a Marvel for me to not slam into your wall. I, I, I When you that said line. that, I was
1: like, wow, good <laughs> job, Taylor.
0: So I, I think, again, I think I uh, it wasn't too much of a sermon. I had, I, I think I'm off my game today, and I think I'm shocked at how well you're doing, and it's throwing <laughs> me off. <laughs> you're currently
1: winning. I've, I've done, only done I've one. I've done two, and you've done one. No, but and you're you've still done winning. you've done one. Okay. Are we, are we doing one more? Yeah. Let's
0: do. Let's do. Yeah, we've got time for maybe one more. Okay. Okay. Um, let's do. Um, let's do. Uh, Saint Philip Neri. Okay. It's not one word, but you know what I mean. I do. Yeah. Uh, Saint Philip Neri, gelato. And fan. 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 F-A-N. Okay. All right. On your mark, get set, go.
1: So I don't think I ever told you. So I know that I mentioned that I went to Italy in 2000, which was our very first time to ever go to Italy. And I was a brand new Catholic. So everything was brand new to me. So we took... 15 teenagers over to Italy. But our priest that was with us, his favorite saint in all the whole world is Saint Philip Neri, because he was kind of a jokester. Mm -hmm. I don't think that he's like patron saint of jokers, but definitely like, definitely a practical joke kind of guy, which I related to because I was like, I like a guy who can, you know, make kids see the fun side of their faith. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was like one night we'd had dinner and then of course everyone was, had a hankering for gelato, but then we go by Chiesa Nuova where the laundromat is that I told you about (laughs) earlier. And um, and it it had been, I mean, it was a pretty intense trip because we were there in June and like, they don't have air conditioning or fans over there. You just have to, like, lean your head against, like, a brick wall and, like, hope that it cools you off. But what I really love is that's all you get to do, the pro tips for whenever you go. But what I really loved about St. Saint Neri Saint in particular um, is that the kids had been seeing a lot of, like, St. Clair and St. Francis of Assisi and I mean, St. Clair of Assisi and St. Francis. And so like all these people, that the, the usual suspects, but for them to hear about St. Philip Neri, it's one of my favorite places in Rome because every time we go there, I think of all those high school kids that we had who we still keep in touch with today. But that, that trip really was the catalyst for my faith changing it, but it was absolutely a catalyst for theirs too. So I'm excited for your people whoever they may be, to go to Italy because you never know what church or what place it is going to be that's going to change their life. We can go have some hijinks while we're getting our laundry done. <laughs> you're so good at this. See, those you, were those were easy words, though. You, you
0: thought you weren't going to be good at it. You're tremendous. <clears throat> you crushed me today. I was off my game, and you were like, you're way better at this than, than you thought. Thank um, you. So So we were going to do one more. I'm just, I'm just going to call it. You're going to you, call you've it. You've already gotten two points. There's no way I can come back. That's um, nice. Fountainery uh one of, he's one of my favorites. So, uh do you like do you know the story of him shaving off half his beard?
1: Oh, I don't think I know that story. Yeah,
0: so he he shaved off half of his beard just to like be funny and weird, right? So, uh when I was in college, I worked at this at this Christian camp and uh it was Christian camp with like some like American values too. So, it was like the guy one of the guys that was in it was like ex-military. So like the whole time, like the whole summer, we had to be like completely clean shaven. Like that must like, have been hard for you. I hadn't been clean. Like, <laughs> I hadn't been clean shaven in forever. Um, so like, what we did was we had the, all the male counselors had like a beard growing contest. It's
1: so like could, No Shave November.
0: Yeah, but for like we did it from like around like November December until yeah. so we could have our beards and stuff and like you know some guys had long hair or whatever. like we had to like be in dress code like their 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 dress code. But the first week was training, maybe the first two weeks were training. And then the kids started coming. Yeah. And so like the kids started coming on, like, let's, I think it was a Sunday. So like Saturday afternoon was the day that we had to like shave our beards off. And like, by the time we went to church in the morning, we had to look like the all American, you know, like that's yeah, right. So, but what we did was so, like, I think, I think we started s- Sunday. So the last day we could, we had to shave Saturday. So what we did was we had the beard contest and I got second place. I'm still still better, better about that. It. Yeah. yeah, Cause one guy, one guy beat me, but we all, we all, we ended at a night early so that we could do like weird, wacky beard stuff on
1: before, so, before you had to before, shave it all. So yeah.
0: Friday afternoon, <clears throat> evening, we all shaved our beards and like we, one guy had like handlebar mustache that could like loop like three or four times. Oh, He's that's the guy that awesome. won. Yeah. Um, other people would, like, shave, like, you know, like, have, like, a weird goatee or, like, put, like, lightning bolts or whatever. Right. So, like, we were, like, very, very silly for, like, the last day. And what I did was, like, so I had, like, a full beard. And I completely shaved half of it. Nice. So, half of my face was completely shaved. And one of, it's one of my favorite memories. I was, uh, it was, every morning we all had, like, our different chores around the, you know, I think it switched every week. So, like, that morning I was, um, me and t- two other people were, like, the helpers for breakfast. So, there's, like, two professional cooks, chefs there. And then the three of us that were helping, I walk in the right side of my face still has the beard. So I'm on the right side and I'm cooking, I'm cooking eggs. And this other girl, uh, you know, my age, is doing like the sausage and bacon or whatever. Right. We have entire conversation for like 10 minutes. She doesn't notice anything weird because all she sees is the right side of my face and the right side of my face still has a beard. And then like, I'm starting to like chuckle like halfway <laughs> through that And she's like, what? And I look over to her real fast and she immediately <laughs> sees that like the other half of my like, ah! <laughs> well, that makes me feel good to be yelled at and you know, kind of scared about my face, so. Um, I love that connection to Philip Neary and like, yeah, using, yeah, no, using, it was using comedy, and uh, humor. I almost said horror. No, word. no
1: horror. <laughs> I got you started with the brothels. So yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's definitely. my fault.
0: That's a, that, we're gonna clip that. Please. Catherine Whitaker. Please I don't make that. I got you started that. with the brothels. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Catherine has I'm never. I'm never, so. <laughs> I'm never, gonna be invited back.
0: Yeah. Um, to your house? We're at your house. I'm never gonna be invited back. <laughs> That's Uh, true. Anyway, you won the game. I'm so very proud of you. You did very, very good.
1: All right, pass. You're gonna want to play this every, every (laughs) time. No, I'm
0: not. Nope. You defeated me. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Whenever we come back, we're gonna be talking about cautionary tales, which might be the theme of this whole show. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. My friends, if you have not checked out our YouTube channel, you are missing out. YouTube. Dot com slash Forte catholic is where you can get full-length episodes of the show that you are listening to right now. But not only that, we've got a bunch of other things going on, like our Catholic Foundation series, which is a teaching series that I've been leading for my parish. It's like the 10 things that Catholics need to know the most. 30-minute talks by me, um, another one of my friends that has a master's degree. Uh, we have things like mission, Mary, the Mother of God, virtues in Christian living, temptation, salvation, history, the church, uh, We just think that you will love this series, whether you have been Catholic your whole life and want a refreshing course, or if Catholicism is new to you and you want to check these out. We also have our A Catholic Perspective series, which is finding the true, good, and beautiful in pop culture. So... Uh, We have recent videos like uh, the surprising Christmas movie hit, Spirited, even if you haven't, even Christmas is over, but you can still watch the movie and enjoy it. Um, I watched Willow, uh, Star Wars, Andor*, Rogue One, even that terrible movie, Morbius. We've got all kinds of things going on on our YouTube channel. Also, uh, Alison Sullivan's podcast, Center St. Sister, the home for that in in video form, is now on our YouTube channel as well. So uh, check it out for when we, we've got music, we've got talks, all kinds of stuff going on at youtube.com slash Catholic. Go subscribe today and check out some of our videos. Welcome back. <laughs> I
1: you, you, got it, so, you got like, f- him. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. To Catherine's house. Where am I?
0: Welcome back to Catholic, I'm Taylor, that is Catherine. Um, people know that I'm a big, <laughs> avid listener of podcasts. I don't just, just- <laughs> essentially in my life. I make them, I produce them, I you edit like, them. You
1: like load up the, <laughs> you yeah. just inject the <laughs> exactly. thing and you're exactly. like hook up to them. Yeah,
0: so, um, but one of the ones that I listen to, so I have. I have I've told people before, I don't think I've ever talked about this one, but I've talked about two other podcasts <laughs> In this like podcast network, so it's Malcolm Gladwell's podcast network. Oh, I can. Like people yep. know who he is. Yep. Um, even if I don't agree with him on everything that he says, he makes me think more than any other human being makes me think. Christian yeah. talking uh, to strangers
1: may have. Yeah, that was a big book for me. He's incredible,
0: David. Yeah. David Glad- Like I've I've read a bunch of his books. I've listened to every episode of his podcast. Maybe I'm a couple episodes behind, but like yeah. I listen to like everything that he does. Oh, uh, just a, a tremendous thought leader. Um, so there's another show that I've talked about a lot on the show it's called The Happiness Lab with Dr. Lori Santos I've, I've shared about that um, quite a bit because it lines up with a lot of what we're doing here like trying to share joy joy of the gospel and essentially her thing is like essentially she uses the science of the mind to say like this is how you can be happier and just the amount of times that it lines up with what the church has been saying for 2,000 years yeah. is pretty incredible um, well there's a third one that I've never I've never really talked about before it's called uh, Cautionary Tales by Tim Harford um, his claim to fame was he wrote Moneyball.
1: Oh, okay. The, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Moneyball, right? Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um,
0: so he, he wrote that. So he, he has this podcast, but essentially his whole thing is like, it's called Cautionary Tales and essentially from a young age, like his big thing was he learned that if I can learn from other people's mistakes, then I don't have to make them. Smart. And he's had a pretty successful life, right? Uh, so his, his podcast is looking at, um, usually every season there's a theme, but every episode is like a major failure. And what can we learn from that? And it's fascinating. I love it. Is so it like. his
1: failures or other people's other, failures? It's
0: all other people's failures. Because so he doesn't have any failures? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's usually stuff from like, you know, like it has like a history focus. So like, oh, let's look Fair. at okay. what happened with, you know, uh, Hiroshima or this thing that happened in World okay. War II or this thing that happened. Like that's it's kind of like learning from other people's uh, major mistakes. Uh, you know, a lot of us struggle to learn from our own mistakes. But, you know, yeah. if we can learn from other people's, then hopefully it can um Help us to avoid them ourselves. I, I saw that a lot. Uh, this was kind of. A lot of my coaches said this in sports. It's like if you watch other people play, and you yeah. see the mistakes you're making, they're yeah. making. It's easier for me to be you to be like, oh, I'm not gonna. Right, I'm
1: do not that. gonna do that.
0: So it, it's interesting that like I think it's pretty well ingrained in me, but it's just not something I think about a lot. But I very much connect with this podcast because I think it was ingrained in me pretty young. It's like yeah. I make enough of my own mistakes, but I also see other people's i'm like oh, i'm not gonna do that You
1: know. <laughs> so, no no we saw some of that overseas i was like oh that's a bad idea yeah, the brothels. <laughs> <laughs> don't check your bags okay that's a cautionary tale um
0: so there were two <clears throat> episodes recently that really kind of um really got me thinking and like i ended up talking to like my wife about both of them and like there's some podcasts that i'll listen to that like she really likes And some that I listed, she like couldn't care less about. This this is is some of them. (laughs) But I talked to her about these two, and one of them was about um, robots, and which seems like a weird thing, but essentially it, it went from like. Robots that were like you—you you, what you maybe think of robots right. like the
1: Terminator, or whatever. But or the—I was thinking of the Jetsons. Yeah, the Jetsons, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is, there you go. both from your generation. Ding, ding, ding. But, uh, yeah. Oh, um, thanks. Wow. Just, yeah, yeah. just got called out. Anyway. I, follow, I was trying to connect with you by saying something. <laughs> anyway. To, but
0: it—it uh, it, it came to like a term that people are pretty familiar with now. It's like bots, like on social media, or you know, Russian <clears> bots or whatever. Right. Um. But there's a a thing with robots called the Turing test. T o u like it's like Turing. Turing. The Turing test, right? Have you ever heard of this? You Mm-mm. know what this is. No. So essentially, the Turing test is if a robot can pass the Turing test, it's the test of do they have conscience? Can they think? Can they essentially okay. like
1: how have human they, are?
0: How human have they passed the line to where they can yeah. be, essentially be considered human at this point? So this has been a theory for years and years and years, um, and it was always with like. Essentially, with with like robots and even as as uh, like there are things that computers can do that I cannot do, but another human being told that computer how to do it, right? Like so, it's like there's nothing that computers can do that humans can't do. Like maybe not every maybe they can do it faster, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, But the Turing test was essentially like you know when when they passed that. Like it's over. The, it's the, over the, for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. They're gonna start learning. They're gonna start having consciousness. And like it it, it, it leads into all these crazy It's
1: like, like a, that's like um on the Marvel movie. Uh when when he becomes Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um Ultron.
1: Ultron, there because we
0: go. He, yep. yeah, he takes over and he's yeah. like, I'm better and I know better right. than you yeah, I'm yeah. gonna
1: show you. Sorry. That had to have the Marvel connection. <laughs> no, no, it was very
0: good. It's very good. I didn't make the Marvel connection last <laughs> last segment, so you had to make it here. I, I totally get it. Um but essentially, so it's always been like in the robots. Thing like you know, is an Ultron or a Terminator or somebody like that gonna take over? Like, that's what gets scary. But the fascinating thing was, there are robots as in bots, so like chat bots, like the chat bots have been, you know, like, like the one that got popular a few weeks ago about like, hey, ask this AI, yeah, oh, yeah, to, like, oh, write- yeah, right, a-
1: your students are rotting their papers, yes, with it's crazy. AI, right? Yeah, it's and it's like insane.
0: really, really smart. Um, but essentially, even this, like, even the smart ones, they always get. Like it was impressive and we were all impressed like as a human community with how how good this AI was. But then after a few days, it started to like break down. You're like, oh, that one's definitely fake. Like you right. you can start to see it. So it's like, yeah, like robots can, you know, can they walk? Yes, oh, very good. Oh, can they throw a dart? Like I've seen, there's there's one that can like shoot basketballs from half court and make it every I think time. I've seen that, yeah. And it's just like, oh, can they do that? And then you're like, hey, you wanna decide what's for dinner? It's like, no, they can't make decisions. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it always falls apart at some point. But the only bots that have passed the Turing test, and like this is in the scientific community recently, is some of these chat bots. So like, wonderful. Um, there were. But we spend all our time. Right? Yeah, yeah. Some of them that were created for good purposes, and some that were created for nefarious purposes. So like, oh, everybody thinks like the Russian bots, and they're trying to watch us and get all our information. Or maybe they are, right? Uh, I'm sure they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <Hi>! <laughs> they're like, he's not where he's supposed to be, uh, but. The ones that have passed the ter- Oh, but there's some positive ones too. Like there was there was one that I heard about for it was for elderly people that were lonely. And there's oh. a chat bot that's like their companion and their friend. And it's like obviously it's not it's not like the as good as the real thing, but it's better than nothing. I think
1: there's a movie about that. Really? Yeah, he like falls in love with the computer. Or she does. Mm. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, probably. I'll think about that's it later. <laughs> 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 um But they can not be used for good things. Right.
0: But essentially the only ones that have passed the Turing test, the way that they've done it, these chat bots, and they've convinced people is all they do is like be hateful. Mm. So there are people that (laughs) these bots that have been used on Twitter, social media sites, or like other apps or whatever for like getting together with people or whatever, and like dating sites or something like that. The only ones that have ever passed it. So like they did one on a dating site. And at first it was like going really well. It'd be like, Hey, you know, what do you like to do for fun? It would be like, I, you know, I, it's just chatting, but it's the sure. robot. And I'm like, Oh, I like to long walks on the beach. Like they know they're picking up information for other thing, but then it's like, uh, it's always at some point they keep asking the same question over and over again, or they forget that they, you know, they're like, uh, what do you like to do? It's like, Oh, I'm 41 and I like long walks on the beach. And then, and then they'd be like, Oh, how old are you? It's like, well, I just told you I just told you. It starts to fall apart where you are like humans on the other end. Even if it's just chat, they're like, this isn't real. Right. The only ones that have passed are ones who are just egging people on, angry, bitter, trying to start fights.
1: Well, because they're they're not listening, right? Right. Exactly. (laughs) They're just spewing hate. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So I just found it fascinating and so sad that like the Turing test, the only way that they pass is by spewing all this crap. And now I'm like... How many humans can pass the Turing test at this point? Because if you look at social media, if you look at the internet, if you look at politics, if you look at what church stuff, if you look at uh, church politics I mean, I, you between know, my, Catholics and other <coughs> religions, but even within Catholics, it's all just yeah. spewing
1: hate. It's like no. My kids were looking at uh, when they announced on social media that Pope Benedict Emeritus had passed away. My kids were looking at the comments, and my daughter even looked at me and she said, "Mom, did you see all these horrible things that yeah. people are saying?" I'm like, "In in someone's passing." their first default is to say something hateful or awful.
0: Right.
1: Horrible. It's bad. I said, do not read the comment. Like, right, I'm, right. I'm to the point now, like, depending upon what the news is or what the, what, what the website or the social media can, I was like, do not read the comments because it is it will suck you into the vortex of awful. Right. Ugh, so, so I, frustrating.
0: I, I always, it just saddened me so much that, like, here we are trying to make these bots act human, and mm-hmm. so many humans are acting just like, Box. these bots that were created to spew hatred and i'm just like guys we gotta be better than this we gotta be better than the robot Come <laughs> yeah, exactly <on. laughs> um the second thing the second one was about um 9-11 there's like these 9-11 truthers and essentially it's this community that believes 9-11 didn't happen they have all that you know their science to back it up and they're like oh it was a government job or it was you know somebody planted bombs and it was our government it was this government or whatever like the the theories are endless, right? But there's this whole community. What they have in common is 9/11 didn't happen like people said it did, like like the, you know, like they told Which, us. Which
1: seems incomprehensible, but right, okay.
0: Um, but this podcast was set up it was sharing a story about all these people, all these people who have YouTube channels, websites, blogs, social media following, like and these they they brought the leaders of this community, like these 9/11 truthers, um, and they brought them up to the 9-11 site and they they had them not only not only being there and being near it but also like they met with experts on everything they met with experts on aviation they met with experts on um like people who were like working at the pentagon at the time they met with um families of the deceased of like wives mothers children husbands of people who died at 9-11 and almost everybody all these people that they brought every single person, except for one, did not change their mind. So even after encountering all this, and like, they would even go through all the theory, like there's some theories about like, oh, um jet fuel can't burn
1: the, I, the, just, the
0: walls or whatever.
1: It blows my mind. I mean, it's it's hard to comprehend. Like, how can you, I, I know we're gonna get to <laughs> something else in a minute, but how is it that you can see that and it not be real? Mm. That's like, People who believe that Sandy Hook didn't happen or that Uvalde didn't happen—those right. things really happen. Like, what does it take? What does it take? Right. Even even when presented with the truth, I mean, isn't that an analogy for our faith? We can present you with the truth, and it is plain as day, and you'll still be like, no. <laughs> yeah, no thanks." Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I don't understand. And and they, they get into some theories on on like why that is, but I, I think one of the things, one yeah. of the thing, one of the places that I can connect with them with this group of people. Uh, it's not many, but there's one that I can, where it's like, with anything like this, it's like, okay, how many people do I know that were affected by nine eleven? How many people do I know that were affected by Sandy Hook? The number's very low. Like, my aunt works right across the street from the White House, or did, mm-hmm. and, and she just retired, but uh, she worked right across the street from the White House on nine eleven. Immediately, that's where all my thoughts went. I was I was in fifth grade, sixth, fifth. where was I?
1: Fifth grade? sixth oh, grade, you're making like me that. feel old. Yeah, um, I was holding my three month old. Yeah, okay. there you go. It's okay, six ba- month old. that's the the sticker at the
0: front of your door makes sense, <laughs> but um, but like immediately, like I had somebody that was
1: you knew somebody, a, yeah, around, a, affected, a reliable, worried yeah.
0: for, and they were like, yeah, I'll, it was it was crazy, like Sandy Hook. I have no connection to people, like. Uvalde, like I don't know anybody there, but like because it was in Texas, I do have some more people. Like I know people who were affected by it. Like wow. we do our men's retreats pretty close to Uvalde, yep. and like there was like a grown man almost in tears, like kind of gruff guy almost in tears talking about it. It's like so I've had some experiences like that, but like if you don't know people who were affected by it, you can start to be like, okay,
1: did that really happen? Did that really happen? You, is right? Ukraine really real? Yeah. Right.
0: I don't. I don't know any Ukrainians. Right. And it, like even when COVID was going on, a lot of people had all their conspiracies about COVID. It's like I didn't know any people that had it. It's like, I knew people that got sick, but I was like, is it any, uh, let's, it's like, I can at least get that part where it's like, I don't know anybody connected to this. Cause like, I think, you know, you and I talked the last time you were on about when it comes to sharing faith, it's like, I can present truth to you, but if I don't have any
1: relationship with you, this doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter right. Right, at all. You're not going to, you're not really going to hear me with open eyes, but if we have a relationship, you're going to be like, oh, my friend thinks this. So maybe I'll be open. So, and,
1: and I trust them. So right. maybe I'll believe. Yeah. Um, so I, this, this whole, but it, even
0: with all that being said, it was still fascinating that, of all these people, I forget how many people, it was a large group of people and only one changed their mind. And I did find that, I mean, still baffling. So like, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's run, like run. all these people, because, and they were meeting people who were like in tears because their husbands, kids, wives, whatever, died. And, but the the, the main story was about this one guy who changed his mind. He was just like, I can't. He's like, I'm, I'm hugging these wives who lost their husbands. I'm hugging these right. kids who lost their dad. And he's just like, he changed his mind. Like,
1: uh, well, he for sure lost, like all of his friends for that. One
0: hundred percent. Yeah, he has And, th- to. and that that was a, a part of it that kind of spoke to the first part, because whenever he essentially what he did, he changed his mind, he heard from all the experts and really so he learned some and things he intellectually became, became human, right? Yeah. Um, learned things intellectually, but then had these emotional experiences as well and some human experiences. And he changed his mind and he went on, he was a big YouTuber. He went on like, this was his livelihood. He was making money on YouTube and he went on YouTube and he's like, guys, I've changed my mind. The, the truth of community completely disowned him and he lost all of his community and was lost. He had to like find, I forget what it was, but he had to find other, I think it was like a, like a board game community or something. Local. Like he had to like build a new community cause he lost all of his friends. He lost everything. And, uh, which is sad, but he was still happy. Oh well, yeah. Cause he was in. It was true. He was no
1: longer delusional. Yeah.
0: But it it gave me for the first time a new explanation for why people stay in that kind of stuff. Sure. Right. Because it, it gave me a new, not that it makes me agree with them, but it makes me understand them a little bit better. Like pe- anybody who's entrenched in any position, whether it's the 9-11 truthers or the Catholic thought or the Baptist thought or the Muslim thought, or whatever your world view is, um, yeah. it's like they know that if they change, they're going to lose the community. and. Yeah. It's specifically with like conspiracy theory with like, especially with like this 9-11 one, the guy was saying that like, we all found each other and we were all like, my words, not his, but it's pretty much what he was saying. It's like, they're all kind of oddballs and they all found this thing together. And this one thing brought them all together. And that, so they came because of their conspiracy. They stayed because of the community. Right. So it was like, one, they didn't want to lose the community. But then two, I was thinking about it from like a church perspective. It's like people might, come because if the truth, because they think this is right or because their parents made them or because it's a cultural thing, but they're going to stay because of the community. Right. And I was like, it was so impactful because we, we've we had conversations before that like, if we start losing our community, it's it's hard to continue in. Well, which truth. is
1: why we tell people when you join a church, you should not join because of the pastor. You should join because of the community mm-hmm. because the pastor will change, the ministries will change, but the community largely stays the same, like who sustains right. you. But I mean, I think it's also an opportunity for us to say, like, how discerning are you with your community, right? Like, just because you belong to a community does not mean that it is a healthy community. It does right. not mean that it is feeding you in the way that Jesus needs you to be fed. So I think I heard a quote, it's maybe in the last week or so, like... Uh, when you're changing, that means that you're living. Yeah. So being being a living human br- being and breathing means that nothing stays the same because you continue to change because you're continuing to live. So I think when we refuse to allow ourselves to be open to change or to change our mind on big or small issues, that we're refusing to live. We're We're trying to be super insular and only this. And if you don't allow yourself to see, it doesn't necessarily mean that you change like the core of who you are, but I think that speaks to the bigger issue of how are you discerning the best community to lead you towards Jesus? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: And God bless that God for giving it all up because crazy. It must have been really difficult. Yeah,
0: I, I can't imagine. And so like there was just both angles of the community. I think I learned something of like people people will stay. People will come to Catholicism because they believe it's true. There's a a lot of people sure. that are like. Um, I believe in the Eucharist mm-hmm. and then the community starts falling apart and they're like, I don't know if I believe in the Eucharist. Like I've seen that happen mm-hmm. in in myself and enough of the, and, and enough other people where the community aspect is such a, a strong thing. But then also the thing that I learned from the negative, you know, we talked about cautionary tales, right? Like looking at um, the negative side, it's like when that person left that community, he got shunned. And how often do we do that as Catholics? Oh, I've seen parents do it. I've seen communities do it of like, oh, you're going down to the Baptist church. You're not part of my family anymore. I'm not talking to you anymore. Or like, I'm not going to talk to you. And it's like, it's only going to further make people not want to be part of that community again. And badly. Man. So it, it was just, there were just so many angles to this story. It was fascinating as I was listening to it that this guy changed his mind. But then like looking at both of those communities and how both communities did it wrongly.
1: Right, Which is fascinating. Well, and how are we reacting as a community when someone steps up and says something that maybe we're like, ooh, that kind of challenged me. Mm-hmm. Do we immediately try to tear them down? Mm-hmm. Or are we like, maybe we should listen to that? The Russian bots. <laughs> <laughs> full circle. It is full, full circle. circle. That's like a, you, th- that should have been our words. Bots. <laughs> yeah. Cautionary tales. Okay, I'll remember well, that yeah, next time. Next time when next time. you want to beat me at my own game again,
0: we'll use those words. Yeah. All right, well, this was fun. I'm, uh, uh, was thanks fine. for letting me in your house. I'm glad we got everything you figured out and uh, <laughs> All the technology. Th- this was fun. So uh, who knows where Catherine and I will record together next time, but we'll be back in a month. I'll be back next week. See ya. Thank you guys for watching and listening today. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please hit subscribe wherever you're watching or listening check out our youtube channel youtube.com slash forte catholic uh learn more about our trip to rome our, our trip to to italy at fortecatholic.com slash travel we hope that you guys enjoyed it and we will see you very soon love you